Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Hey, we'd like to take a time out to thank our sponsor. Uh, as you know, our podcast is focused on helping entrepreneurs scale their business and also save time, be more effective, and have a well-rounded life. Well, there's an amazing event coming up in February that's 24 hours of virtual learning. It's called Scale Fest. It's an event like no other. You're going to have 50,000 attendees. There's going to be inspirational tools, opportunities to connect, and it's for anybody looking to grow and scale their business. So a lot of entrepreneurs are going to be interested. There's going to be top speakers. And when I say top speakers, I mean top names in people that know how to scale their business interactive workshops, deep learning, countless opportunities to connect businesses with products, services, and people. And we are, the call right now is we're looking for exhibitors, speakers, and partners who want to benefit from this and join. Uh, And I'll put in my link uh, more detail in a video uh, from the chairman and CEO of ScaleFest. But if you're interested more, DM me on any of my social medias or look in my link on any social medias. You can find out more details. But those uh, ScaleFest will be our sponsor for the next several months leading up to this amazing event. I hope that you'll participate and be part of it. Welcome to another Continuous Improvement for Life podcast. I am Rick Hyland. I'm here with my very special guest, Mike Planner. Mike, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Thank you. I'm well. Thanks for having me. Oh, Awesome to have you all the way from Sydney, Australia. Mike is the uh, founder and CEO of Catapult and also of ScaleFest. And I want him to talk about both of his businesses and this net, this last project I've been advertising on my podcast, super excited about ScaleFest. But Mike, I want you to share your background and maybe some lessons learned as an entrepreneur scaling your business first, and then we'll jump into ScaleFest. So Mike, do you sure. mind sharing a little bit of your background and history? Sure. I mean, I, as probably many others, came out of a corporate career many, many years ago. Uh, I'm originally from Denmark. I've got an engineering background, never done a day's worth of engineering work in my life, but it was a good degree at the time. And, you know, somehow I was more geeky back then probably than I am today. (laughs) Uh, Ran a series of different businesses, a couple of them very successful, a couple of them complete bombs, as you would typically experience when you you are you probably can describe me as a fairly typical serial entrepreneur who just can't help myself start another one um about well, what is it seven years ago thereabouts you know we're running running some quite big events uh hundreds and hundreds of business owners for typically two-day events and nice names on the stage and lots of people would come and say so how do like um, how do I do this? And I'm going, well, what do you mean? How do you do this? You just had this top gun marketing you. dude that, that that told you everything, and yeah. he says, yeah, but I'm still not sure how to do it. And I can can I come and see you? And go, sure, come on in. And you can only hear that enough times until you're going, hmm, there's a there's a there's business a in here, <laughs> scratch, 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 right? And truth be known, it's the first business I've ever started where we didn't start with Mike had a bright idea. Wouldn't this be great? And then, well, let's go and find a market for it. It was like, well, there's obviously a market for it. How do we design a business that basically fits with that demand in the market? 
And so, you know, uh, fate had it that, you know, less than six months before this series of events, we, we, we basically canned another series of events, which were for very mature business owners, typically in their late 50s, 60s, even later 70s, that were wanting it to and trying to exit their business. And I had one of Australia's biggest banks. We had a bunch of big consulting firms. Everyone were lining up to help these people because they were like, they could smell the money. Right. And so we we put the events together and and kind of it, it's a campaign was just not really kicking. And I was like, this is weird. And, you know, I'm not afraid to call people. So I called probably, I don't know, certainly 50 plus but somewhere between 50 and 100 of these founders and business owners and whatever else they call them so say hey, what's up and you know how you seem interested and now you don't really seem what, what's going on and they were all universities saying i think it's a great program but it's not for me basically they were married to their business they self-identified as a business owner and so they had already figured out they weren't they weren't dumb people They'd figured out that if they sell their business, they, their self-identification are gone. So what did I do is I took the whole plan, put it in the drawer and going, okay, well, that was a bad idea. And then six months later, we did all this with these young entrepreneurs that go, hang on a bit, this thing in the drawer. And we literally just changed the headlines on the flyers and brochures and going and said, well, is this what you want? And the first person said yes within a week. And I was like, okay, well, we better get to work then. So spent a couple of years building the systems and the structures and whatever not. And, you know, it's now a full-blown program that we operate internationally like via remote, thanks to a couple of years worth of one of the strictest lockdowns in the world as we had down here. Um, and I think the biggest challenge in scaling a business of this nature is that by default, what we do with Catapult is is like a consultancy of some sort, consultancy, coaching, mentoring, whatever, whatever 20 words you want to put on it. Yep. But it's a delivery of a human service. Now, as when I started, you know, developing the system, I went and sat down with, I don't know, 10, 15, maybe, yeah, 10 to 15 coaches and say, well, what do you love about the coaching and what do you hate about the coaching? And they loved that little bit in the middle. That was the pure coaching is like, spend, give me an hour one-on-one -on -one with somebody and let me solve the, the great problems of the world with them. And then poof, and then I'll have another one. Maybe I'll have a tea break in between and I'll have another one. And I could do that all day. I says, what do you hate? Hate the admins, hate getting new customers, hate organizing people, hate organ doing this, can't do financial models, can't do this. Okay. So what if we did all this stuff over here you don't like and you get to do all this stuff that the only little thing over here that you love, how would that suit you? So what we have today, and that has been the the challenge, but has also been the been what's given us the ability to scale the business is we now have got a system that is highly automated, highly structured is not a completely automated piece of software because you know until we have some very clever ai we're probably not going to be fully automated but it's a bit like think of it as a SaaS platform that just some of those elements are human and it doesn't mean that we're treating those humans as machines it just means that they're a, a cog in a big machine that does a whole lot of things and they're actually happier for it because they only need to do the things that they really love doing. They don't need to do, you know, all the other things that sit around. So what we're delivering to clients today is basically 
a way to grow, scale, and get your business funded. That's the three things we focus on. If somebody says, can you do brands? Says, yeah, we've got 10 branding agencies we work with. Which one do you want? If somebody says, can you help us with accounting? He says, got lots of accountants. Which one do you prefer? Because what we realized, again, trial and error, made a few mistakes along the way. But what we realized is that most entrepreneurs out there, they either want money or they want money. Not because they're greedy, but because... They're looking for revenue money, in other words, growth, scaling, whatever not, you know, better profit margins, et cetera, or they're looking for capital money because they need to scale their business. And you can't do that in many businesses without capital. And in many cases, that has to be external capital. Now, capital doesn't mean you've got to raise capital, but in many cases, it is the same kind of thing. In many cases, capital just means that you go, you can you know, hug your grandmother or sell a couple of camels or whatever else you've got handy. But, you know, a lot of people, they they they, they come to us, well, most people, I should say, come to us with this, this, those two things. And so we, we call it cheekily, we call it business growth as a service. I don't think it's an official acronym, but it's like, you know, everybody else has a SaaS, we've got a big ass, right? It's just <laughs> like, and it's just, yeah. I know it's being a bit cheeky, but it it's, the reality is that it's actually what they come for. They they come for, can you just help us grow the business? We don't want to take over the business, thank you very much, but can you assist with the growth? And that is sometimes down to the finer details of website page conversions. Sometimes it's traffic generation. Sometimes it's sales like we're working with Matt on. Uh, sometimes it's other elements, but it's at the end of the day, it's like, how do we generate some more revenue? And what we find, and this is a slight detour from like, how do we scale the business and the lessons learned? But what we, one of the biggest lessons we've learned is that almost everybody that comes to us that are typically in the, what I call the zero to $5 million kind of revenue kind of space, they actually don't have an appropriate go to market strategy. They don't have a proper product market fit. Yeah, and if there was one big lesson I have from the last four or five years, that is it. And they're going, but we got revenue. We must be working. We're going, yeah. You got what I call the lowest hanging fruit revenue. The ones that would, yeah. even if we beat them to death, they would still buy from you. And they go, yeah, but but it's good. I say, yeah, but you know, you're you're Plant you're racing off. towards the edge of of the abyss, and when you get to the yeah. edge of the abyss, you're going to fall into it because yeah. it's a finite amount of lowest hanging fruit customers is not that many of them and so we we work very intensively on redefining people's go-to-market and product market fit because they're usually intertwined in some cases people got an awesome product and but they have the wrong approach in other words they've got a wrong channel for example in other cases they got a good product but it it, it, the product needs to be more morphed into and be part of how we're selling it. And by that morphing, suddenly now it goes from a good product to an amazing product, right? But these things are really hard, but because they're challenging the fundamentals of what are we actually selling? Like, what are we in business to do? And so, as you can imagine, a lot of business owners go, well, 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 well not so fast. <laughs> it's like, but we like this version of the business. We're going, yeah, but it's not gonna work you yeah. tried scaling it over the last three years 
you've gone from half a mil to one mil, from half a mil to one mil, and you've done that three times over, do you think maybe we should try something different? Right. So that's sort of the, if there is a, a really big lesson I think everyone can take away from this is that even though you've got revenue, even though you're growing the revenue, growing and scaling is not the same thing. And typically what is in between getting from growth to scale, it's not just more marketing dollars. It's not just hiring more salespeople. Sometimes that works, Sometimes, but yeah. in many cases, it's because the go-to-market or the product-market fit is just not quite there. Maybe yeah. we may, maybe we've been in business for three years and the market's moved on and we didn't move on. Maybe yeah. we were ahead of the market and market's not caught on, but the market's caught up in a different shape than we thought. You know, it's there's so many permutations, but that's the fun bit. Yeah, so I, I just read a Labor Bureau of Statistics in the United States, and you'll this will this will fall in line with your lessons learned nicely. I'll get your comment on it. But basically, the stat said in five within five years, seventy percent of small businesses fail. So the mm -hmm. next question is why, and it was three fundamental reasons. And I think you're, you're touching on all three. One, they didn't have a good feel for their money where it was going, and they ran out. Two. They didn't have a business plan. They just, you know, got a website, got a product, thought it was amazing, did some word of mouth, maybe did a little bit of social media and surprised that sales are, you know, small or not what they hope. And then two, three, to your, to your very point, they didn't have a robust go-to-market or a marketing, comprehensive marketing strategy. So business plan, marketing strategy, which the two go together, right? And funding. And, uh, Boy, it sounds like you address most of all three things there to help them be successful and scale. Yes, we do. But we also need to be mindful and respectful of the fact that a lot of people that start a business, particularly entrepreneurially minded people, uh, they will go, well, I know what I'm doing. No, 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 I don't need your help. Okay. But you said you got problems with that. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but we'll figure it out. Okay come back and see me again in six months yeah and they sometimes do and they go yeah it's a lot much worse now so yeah that makes sense and it's not because i'm trying to be arrogant or rude but it's just it's like the laws of physics okay i'm holding an apple i'm gonna let go this is called gravity it will fall like if it hovers please run for the doors because something really really tragic is going on in this room right <laughs> it's just like it is the same with marketing sales revenue generation it's just like in it is um yeah it, it is fundamentally difficult to be allowed if i can use that term to adjust somebody's baby somebody's you know firstborn because that is how most entrepreneurs and founders relate to their business. It's like a child, right? It's like, oh, no, but this is mine. It's like, no, you can't have it. It's like, I'm not trying to take it away. I'm trying to give it an upgrade, right? Yeah. So we're having fun with that. We're having lots of fun, I must say. Certainly not complaining. That's fantastic. So catapult business growth as a service. I love that. Uh, not SaaS, hmm. but BGAS. Um, yes. Okay. So those are some of the lessons. And now you're putting on this massive event called Scale Fest. Tell us more about that. I'm excited to, uh, um, I'm a small part of that. So I'm 
very interested in what you're doing at. Tell me about ScaleFest in April of 2023. So ScaleFest is kind of what happens when you put 50,000 top entrepreneurs together globally for 24 hours. It runs across four cities, live streaming from Sydney, from Singapore, from London, and from New York City. It it sort of is the hybrid between being in the room, which is these days not practical for a lot of people, but still being hybrid or still being remote. And when I say being in the room, it's like this is not 14 monkeys in 14 Zoom windows wearing 14 different pajamas. This is actually people on a stage with a real audience, you know, that you will be watching from your remote screen or if you choose to you can be in that live audience of course um and it's it's really about four things there's really four things that we want people to come to skill fest to seek out you know and this is probably where we break away from what a lot of other events do and so what i mean by that is you know, you come to Skillfest, there will be inspiration. There'll be some really cool stuff up on the stage where you go, wow, that was awesome, really. There will be aspiration. There will be people up there on that stage where you're going, hey, I wish that was me, or well done, or what a journey, or wow, I wish I could emulate some of that. And this is where most events stop. What I want to see is that people, when they've had that amazing sessions and three keynotes and whatever not in the morning, then in the afternoon, there's a bunch of workshops and masterclasses. And what that's about is transformation. It's about taking the cool stuff that you got inspired to do in the morning and say, well, how do I actually now implement that in my business this week? Sure, through a two-hour masterclass, you're probably not going to finish the implementation. That would be record beating. But you will start that transformation, so you're going to go, okay, let's see what's required. Okay, here's a template for it. Okay, here's an instruction set. Okay, this is what somebody else did. Da-da, this is my parameters of my business. This is what the model says. Okay, let's get started with this transformation process. And the fourth step is that the average business owner out there is busy. Most entrepreneurs that I speak to are quite Frankly, they run off their feet. Yep. Even the super successful ones, actually, especially the super successful ones, they're running faster than they ever did before. Yep. And so, therefore, to assume that, oh, yeah, we'll just create some extra one or two hours in my day every day to make this new transformation that I badly, desperately need in the business, it's probably not going to happen. So, the fourth step is help with the implementation of that transformation which is why we're engaging with a broad set of coaches and mentors with you know professionals like accountants and lawyers and brand people etc cetera, etc cetera, because most if they are identified hey we've got a major problem with finance we've got a major problem with marketing or we've got a major problem with whatever or not, they need some outside help and so instead of that being a Oh, it's an afterthought of either. Oh, yeah, sure, there's an expo over there. Go and see some people. We want to see that integrated with that because, you know, my vision for Skills Fest is that, yes, we're going to have a, a grand event. We're going to have some awesome people up on the stage. There's going to be a lot of clapping. But the really interesting part of that vision is that when they come back four months later, 365 days later, they've transformed their businesses. We want to see tens of thousands of businesses 
they'll put their hand up and say, hey, I'm ready to build a bigger, better, faster, smarter business. Okay, come this way. So that's really scale fist in a nutshell. It, it's really about saying, how can we apply the principles that we provide within a, a very, very exclusive, very limited framework on a day-to-day basis in the catapult business? How can we apply that through a whole bunch of top experts globally to a much broader audience? Because right. if we can do that successfully, or rather when we do that successfully, well, this is not just an event. We're starting movement. Yeah, I love I love that vision. So take them from inspiration to transformation to implementation. So they'll be some of the best keynote speakers in the world about scaling up. In the afternoon, there'll be some workshops teaching you how to implement or at least give you a first hour or two. Speak more about the implementation side. Is there some follow-up afterwards if people choose to participate that could really take them through transformation to implementation? Could you talk more about how that's going to work? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a, there's several angles on that. So there's a community that's available to people after they after the skill first day that they can join, they can get peer support, they can meet the right people. There is specific opportunity to get one-on-one coaching and mentoring uh, in the days after Skillfest and say, hey, I need someone that's a head honcho on marketing. Oh, yeah, there's someone here, lots of marketing experience, book them in kind of for an hour or whatever long the session is. Uh, so, And there's going to be – we're already organized with, with several of the people presenting and running workshops that they'll run a second workshop maybe say two months after so it's a basically it's a follow-up and say hey i know you came to skills fairs we did this this was step one this is like say mindset so we got you the 17 principles of what keeps you sane and what makes you an effective leader now step two is okay take 17 and pick five and how do you now implement those five in your life in the next five months and so some of these things has like an aspect of continuous improvement because it, it is really, we can't expect people to come to an event and get the whole shopping list of here's all the things I could do and just start implementing that the next day. It's like, yes, there will be a few superhumans that, that can do that on their own, but a lot of people will say, okay, give me a couple of things and I'll work on that for a few months. And, Let's come back and revisit that. And so whether that's marketing or whether that's leadership or whether that's systems and structures, whether that's revenue growth, it, it, it's the same principle in, in those different areas. Yeah, so I love it. Your vision to transform and have tens of thousands of business be successful at scaling through these different uh, ideas that you're sharing. What about if I want to be an exhibitor, that if I'm a company that uh, helps people scale, uh, you have a virtual exhibition floor too. Can you tell us more about that and how one gets Yeah. Involved? So if, if, you got, if you, you've got something to sell, then what is unique about scale of entrepreneurs is they got money to spend. And not frivolously, but you're going to think about the fact that a lot of people are ramping up revenue fast. A lot of these people will have received external funding, many of them for the first time. 
when you receive a couple of million dollars from external investor funds, they, they, they sort of little spring that's attached is you actually got to go and spend it because what investors want to see is you apply that capital in order to grow the business to fulfill the future business plan that you sold them on. In other words, if you're not spending the money, you're not going to fulfill the business plan and they're going to be a bit like mm, sad face, right? And so think about this way is there's 50,000 people there for a day that are willing and able to do stuff and that have a strong imperative to do it now. It's not like a bunch of people that the usual, oh, yeah, let me come back to you in six months and I'll think about it in the meantime. It's like, uh, yeah, can you help with that? Yeah, well, we got a problem here. Can you fix it? Right? Because when you are scaling and when you are running a scaling organization, meaning you typically grow 10% month to month, in other words, you're doubling your revenue every year or more, then you haven't got a lot of time for the details. If someone comes along and says, hey, I've got a bit of mousetrap for you or SEO, okay, do it. Yeah, how much is that? All right, yeah, no, that's fine. Oh, uh, can you start on that now? Maybe end of this month kind of thing. It's not like something that is far, far away because you, as the entrepreneur, need what people that are having these products or these services, but they have to sell. And whether that is professional services like accounting, legal, the usual stuff, or marketing and branding, or like indeed SEO and things like that, or whether it's you know, more like coaching and mentoring or whether it's the third angle, which is the modern business today runs on a truckload of SaaS platforms and apps. It it just does. It just is. And I think I'm not even sure what the average is up to now, but I'm sure it's way past 20 now that you can't run a business on less than 20 different apps and platforms. Now, what we know from having watched literally thousands of these businesses go through their their growth pains is what you started with when you were a really early stage startup which is either free or really really cheap doesn't cut it when you now are trying to run a bigger business and you're trying to run a fast growing business so a lot of the so it's it's, it's the classic all out with the old and with the new like and because you know we, we there's no point thinking oh yeah well we had this email system since we were three people in the office and we had 100 people in the database now we're 30 people in the office and we got fifty thousand people in the database maybe it's time for something else right and so there is a unique opportunity for those that are selling products or selling services to engage with that community and um have some fun with that and you know, score some goals. Yeah. Um, and how's the tech work? Uh, just I know you got videos on it, and I'll put it in the show notes, but just kind of try to describe it for the podcast listeners. So the tech is interesting. So we're running on a platform called VFairs, or Virtual Fairs. Um, what is unique about VFairs is that it gives a virtual experience of the whole event. So it's driven by avatars. And so it basically, you you literally, you're able to walk around the venue as if this was a major conference center somewhere in the world, doesn't matter where, London or New York or Moscone or whatever. And you can click and go into the exhibition hall and you can see all the exhibitors in the exhibition hall. You can go and say, I want to look at the, the people that are selling software. And you go to that part of the exhibition hall 
and you can click again and you can go inside a, a booth and you can start engaging in a conversation with the people that's on the stand or you might be part of a uh, presentation that they're running on the stand and you basically sit down even though you're already seated obviously but you would sit down and you attend that presentation for the next 20 minutes just like you would if you were in a physical environment it is the thing that we and Jan and I we really scoured the world and we we came up across this and we were like oh this looks really cool and so as you do when you're sort of inquiring about something you ask them questions say can you do that and they said yes what about this can you do that yes they said yes what about this? And I was like, let me check. I think we do that, but let me check with the tech people. And they came back the next day. So, oh, yeah, we do that. That's a special function over there. Click that button. We have not yet figured anything out that we could ask them. They said no to. Mm, that's going to be That's soft. pretty impressive. That's very impressive. And it gives me a lot of confidence from a delivery of the event perspective is that this thing will work, right? And it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of a bit freaky, really, but it's, it is a unique platform that delivers the event experience just like as if you were there. And we're the only one that we could see that delivered a seamless hybrid experience because what you've got to remember is that, you know, yes, there is a, a premium ticket that allows people to basically go and be in the live audience in, say, New York City. Well, we want them to make sure that they have an experience that is not less than if you were online. And likewise, we want to make sure that those are online have the same amazing experience as if they were sitting in the audience. The only difference is they can't smell the popcorn. Unless they turn them on the kitchen, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but did you see that? And so it it's you know, I'm really excited about the ability to deliver something that is quite unique in terms of a hybrid event. Yeah, I love it. So we're going to have close to 50,000 people uh, attending. We're going to have somewhere near um, 3,000 booths or exhibition. We're going to have uh, over 200 speakers on the top, on this one topic, different elements mm -hmm. helping people scale. People also want to know, are there really senior leaders? Are there decision makers? Are there real buyers there? Is there going to be some C-suite there as well? Do you have any way to track uh, that? So the scale of space is unique in the sense that it's in that phase of a business evolution. It is still the guy or the girl that started the business that runs the business in 95, 97% of cases. In other words, it, you, will, you will meet the decision maker. You will meet the person that started this business three years ago or seven years ago, however long it might be. But what we're also encouraging those people to do is bring the rest of the team, bring your CFO, bring your CMO, bring your whatever, XO. And simply because, you know, as, as I, I often say, you know, scale fist is better enjoyed with a friend. You know, when, when you come back to the office the next day and if you were just the one person going, you're going to go, oh, that was nice and uh, learned a lot of, got some good leads and uh, whatever it might be that you went for. If you went, say, three or four in a team, you can start a banter like, oh, yeah, I went to that session. Oh, you? Oh, I didn't go to that session. What did I do? Done. You will have so much more out of it. And so from um, every perspective, you know, we encourage bring more people. And it's not just because we want to see a, a big attendance, but because we know from past experience that actually creates better outcomes. 
help people just get a much better experience out of it. So I would strongly encourage that. Yeah, thank you for including that. So, Mike, this is going to be so exciting, helping tens of thousands mm. of entrepreneurs scale, learn tools, find resources to help them. Um, say a little bit more about a website or where people can find you. And do you have any other nuggets or lessons learned that you want to share with entrepreneurs in closing? Um, so ScaleFest is at scalefest.com, okay. plain and simple. Uh, if you want to connect with me directly, I'm Mike Plenner, P-L-E-N-E-R. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active there and will probably respond within the hour unless I'm in the middle of the night in Sydney, in which case it'll take a couple more hours. Um, you know, that I think the the biggest thing is, the biggest lesson from this is and in, in it's a story which is probably a worthwhile way to conclude is this was not meant to be the first skill fest. This was meant to be uh, like we were meant to have one at the end of, in the end of 2019. We sort of got a little bit slow started. We moved it into 2020, actually March 2020. Uh, Couldn't have the worst date. Like we were literally gunning for a date that was a week after Australia shut down. And, you know, what was the level of ambition? The level of ambition was your typical physical event, a couple of thousand people in a room, you know, 50 or so exhibitors. It would have been a great event. We had some awesome speakers that were committed. And luckily, I had this prescience when things started happening in China in January and in Italy. I was like, oh, this doesn't look good. And I pulled the pin in time before we started booking airline tickets and whatever, otherwise we've been a disaster on our hands, right? And so the, the the learning from this is when I started rethinking Scalefest at the beginning of this year, about nine months ago, it was like, okay, well, what if we did this globally? Oh, what if we did this online? Wow. What if we really set some amazing sites or sort of set our sites really high on? Who were the preeminent people in the scale-up space that people really should be listening to? And what if we reach out to them and we started doing that and people started saying yes. <laughs> and, you know, at first you go, oh, that was a fluke. When you've done 20 in a couple of weeks and they all said yes, you're going, this is no longer a fluke. This is scary. Exciting. This is exciting. When you, it's exciting. It's scary at the same time, right? Because you're going, oh, crap, now we've got to deliver it, right? And it's just like, but the reality is that you know, where we are today with the, with the coterie of speakers that have put their hand up and says, I'm in, with the people that are literally coming out of the woodworks and offering their generous support and say, hey, I've got a million strong list, can I help? Or, hey, I've got this method to engage people on LinkedIn, can I help you sell 10,000 tickets? I'm like, yes, please. What do you want out of it? Oh, we just want to test our system at scale. We've never done at this kind of scale before. We don't want anything out of it. It's like, what? Is like it's you know I feel blessed that we're getting the support from so many angles, including from you, and it's just like it is it is humbling to be in the midst of this because look I'm not sleeping much and I'm running around like a headless chook because there are so many things that are happening and it's happening at breakneck speed, but it's a lot of fun and it's just like and um, 
it's it's what I find really enjoyable. So I can't wait. Yeah, this I predict you're going to be one of the top names when people think about how to scale. And in the middle of that, there's great authors, there's great writer, but this event is going to bring so many people together and bless their business. And they're going to pick up so many ideas and those that need help are going to ask for help. And as entrepreneurs know, they can't do it on their own. So I'm, I'm very excited for it. I'll be attending. I'll put the details of both the um, attending as a uh, customer or a client or also as an exhibitor. I'll put those details in the show notes. So, Mike, thank you so thank much Mike. for your time today. And well, thank uh, you. Well, best of luck. Thank you. It's great chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Cheers.